<laughs> I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I want to hear you scream. Bad rock. Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> well, um... My name is Chris Pagnozzi. Some people say Pagnozzi. I don't know. I think Pagnozzi sounds nicer, but whatever. Sounds like a spaceship. Pagnozzi? Yeah. That's fine. Oh, the great Pagnozzi. Yeah, the U.S. Yeah, it crashed immediately (laughs) upon takeoff. Mm, Never really took off. (laughs) Unlike this podcast, which is going to. It's going to take off. This is, uh, well, introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm Aaron Field. Nice to meet you, Aaron. Thanks. Like Field Trip? Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah. If you're just confused on a how field to pronounce day. field, I'm gonna have a field day with this. Ah, you you could. <laughs> this is uh, episode one of. Did you hear that? I'm I'm giving the thumbs up to Jeff Porter, who's. Do you want to introduce yourself as well, Jeff? Nope. Okay, that oh. is that still is Jeff Porter, uh, the disappointed dad in the corner <laughs> that I keep glancing at for approval. Uh, <laughs> let's well, let's talk about this podcast. Let's talk about um, why we're doing it, what we want out of it, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me personally, I love ghost stories. Um, I don't have any of my own. I think maybe that's why I gravitate towards them. I love hearing them, and maybe someday I'll experience something that I. I'm recording on this podcast, but yeah. until then, I want to hear everyone else's. Yeah, it'll happen, bud. You just can't force it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm I, kissed, just... I kissed a girl. That happened. Oh, yeah? Eventually. That's a different podcast. That's, <laughs> That's a different a... podcast. No, but the idea of like wanting something so bad, and then it happens. Yeah. Didn't plan for it. Yeah, I got kissed by a ghost. That happened kissed... eventually. I got kissed by a ghost. It's a Disney Channel movie, yeah. Kissed or by a, a Ghost. Or a really good book that we haven't put out yet. No one wants to read. <laughs> But they'll that's listen a, to it. That is a good point. Yeah, people want to um, hear things. They want to yeah. consume things with their ears. Yeah. So that's another reason we're doing this. Um, why do you love ghost stories? Uh, I'm just here for the money, mm. um, personally. Uh, secondly, I love ghost stories because I have a lot of ghost stories. A lot of weird stuff has always happened. See, that's amazing. This is why they, no, they it's partnered annoying. up. <laughs> it's so annoying. I have so many, like, uh, I just moved into an apartment and it's haunted. What? How? Why? For sure. What well, happened? Like, every now and then you can just hear faint children's laughter. No. And it's not, there's no kids that live in my building. Is there a school across the street? No. I mean, there's kids around and I live on the first floor, but, like, none of them, like, that's like canned child's laughter. <laughs> That, like, came from hell. Like, the noise sounds like it came from hell. Yes, we can all agree that the sound of a child's (laughs) laugh or the children's uh, uh, laughter uh, is terrifying. Yeah. I don't don't know why it is. Like, if you can't see the source. Like, if you can't... Like, it's like seeing someone say, like, when someone's, like, in front of you, like, oh, hey, Chris. But it's different when someone's, like, Chris, and you can't see them. Like, you don't know where it's coming from. There's a huge difference in that. Okay, so so tell me, uh, maybe the first time you've heard these kids laughing... The first time. Uh, so we moved in in April, my roommate Jen and I, and then uh, I moved in the first night by myself. Like she hadn't come yet. So I spent the first night by myself. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Classic and, start. Yeah. And I was just like, and they had painted it. And it was like, at first, like the paint job uh, was super like pretty colorful and whimsical. Then they painted the apartment, which was not part of the deal, but they painted it. And so it just looked like sterile and like an insane asylum. Right. Uh, and it was super creepy. And I was like, 
oh, this has a way different feel from when we first moved in. And so the first night it was just like eerie. And there's so many cubbies that you can hide in. Like it's like a tall, but like it's small. It's like narrow. There's a lot of cubbies that you can hide in. And so you have to like actively check the house. Like there's parts where people could live in that apartment. Well, yeah, that that and that's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, just I think it was a couple of years ago there was that story where there was a guy living underneath people's bed, and they the reason they knew was because when they eventually checked, there was a bunch of empty bottles of water. So he'd been under there for a long time. So yeah, you need to start checking everywhere. Super hydrated and super living under everyone's bed. <laughs> I yeah no when I first moved in though it was like uh, I was cleaning I was by myself and I could just hear a kid laughing and I was like oh like I must there must be kids in the building and I heard it again at like three in the morning and I was like okay like yeah like, I mean kids, kids shouldn't be up that late and they should no, not be laughing no and there's only like two apartments on this my side and uh one is a woman and her dog and then have you heard this dog laugh before I've never heard Finn. I know the dog's first okay. Christian name. I've never heard the dog laugh. But she she definitely had some creepy elements. Like she gave us like a box of cookies like when we first moved in. Yeah, because she loves kids. Yeah. And she's just kind of nosy. Are you... A, are you insinuating that uh, my neighbor kills children or alerts? I'm just insinuating that this sound is coming from somewhere. Yeah. Well, there's no kids in my building and That's... it's like 3 a.m. So I decided not to tell my roommate that for a while. And then she brought it up separately, was like, hey, I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but if you, like, do you, like, watch videos of kids laughing? Oh. <laughs> it was Boy, which like... is also creepy by itself. No, if yeah. you were just, <laughs> I go to sleep, I put on the, the yeah. sweet sounds of children My, laughing. Yeah, the white noise. I don't listen to the sounds of the rainforest. I, li- I listen to kids just, like, having a mean game of dodgeball. Oh, creepy so yeah. your roommate has confirmed that she has also heard these sounds uh yes separate oh wow that mm-hmm. okay that is very creepy there's other things too but yeah yeah it there's is. so many different elements which you can actually find out if someone's died in your apartment or house by going diedinhouse.com we're not Whoa. sponsored by them or anything no that's but, just a thing you can actually uh, do you can I did pay not to know see that. yeah that is awesome I, oh, yeah. i'm going home and doing that in which someone did die right outside of my apartment but not in my apartment someone died say, say the url again died in house.com died in house don't like quote me on it because if you no. just if you google it and it's just like a bunch of murder pictures like, <laughs> and it's and then also real estate like cheap real estate that's not my thing i think if it's if it's a fake website whatever it is i think it's a great idea yeah. so check it out on uh, on your own um anyway let's uh let's get to our guest justin howard Yes, Justin Howard. How do you know Justin Howard? Uh, He's a good friend of mine. Okay, but I know him as the air guitar world champion. And I also lied. I just want him to be a really good friend of mine. We all want him to be a really good friend. We all want him to be our best friend. Uh, He's also known as Nordic Thunder, and he's traveled all around the world. Yeah, he's world famous. He's world famous. He's a world famous uh, air guitarist. He's been on Lopez tonight. Yes, he has. And uh, uh, his outfit was critiqued by Tim Gunn. Yeah, I remember that. That was a good episode of Lopez. It was a good episode. This is a um, deep cut. Yeah, he but yeah, he is uh he's world famous as an air guitarist and he is uh coming here to tell us some ghost stories. Yeah. He's experienced ghosts and stories. And stories. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um how about we go to the interview? Uh, it's great. Let's tell, let's go to the interview. Let's go to the interview. <laughs> Justin Howard, also known as Nordic Thunder. Yep. That's me. Air guitar champion of the world. Yes, sir. That is the coolest. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for, for being our guest, coming down here. We, we just want to get to know you a little bit. Where, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm originally from Casper, Wyoming. Casper, Wyoming. Yeah, I moved to Chicago in 2003. 
I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah. What brought you to Chicago? Was it school? School. Yeah. I went to Columbia College to study film. My plan was to like come here, go to school, finish, and then like go back to Wyoming because like there's more people in Lincoln Park than there are in the whole state of Wyoming. So like it was kind of a culture shock coming here. And my plan was to go to film school, go back to Wyoming, and hook up with uh, some outfitters. Outfitters are guys who take hunters on guides and i learned from a young age like people will come from like florida and california and drop like tons of money to have someone take them out and be like hey there's an elk you can shoot this elk or this deer for a trophy and i was like well i could go back and tag along and film this experience and then uh sell this little piece to these people to have like another ego stroking (laughs) what a very specific thing to go to film school for well that wasn't like my plan to go to film school but that was like oh here's a way i can make money out of out of school because i really wanted to like leave here as quickly as possible yeah it just imagine you sitting in class and being like ah i get it i appreciate woody allen but when are we gonna get to the elk yeah exactly (laughs) how to film them in the best light what uh, what changed your mind what what made you fall in love with chicago or um well i was actually here with a woman and um who i will talk about again here in a little bit but uh we had moved here together and we were living together and i thought like i was gonna be with this person forever and then we split up and um then it was like around that time i don't there was just a lot of changes going on then i ended up kind of falling in love with chicago and then just stayed here what a beautiful love story yeah the new woman Woman broke your heart (laughs) yeah and then chicago Chicago took me in They call it a meat cute. Who's they? <laughs> and what is a meat cute? It's in a romantic comedy when the the, the love interests they ah. they do something and that one thing like it's like oh that's my cab and, and they both get yeah. in the same cab and then they're like I guess we gotta go on a date now. Oh, this is that's, adorable. That's, that's a meat cute. Okay. I I thought you were trying to say meat cube for a second. No, and I was meat? like that makes way more sense to me than a meat cute. Meat cute. Let's get back on track with the story here though. So so um you you were just about to tell us about um the woman who, who uh you were here with chicago with but she she is connected to your story yeah let's uh let's let's hear let's hear that story okay uh well i'm gonna rewind i'm not gonna jump to that story quite yet i'm gonna give you a little bit of lead up to this point Perfect. uh when i was in i started having these weird experiences probably in like third or fourth grade where i like if i were laying in bed like as soon as i would close my eyes i felt like someone's face was just like right like right up in my face. Um, and it got so bad where like I really was, I was afraid to go to sleep. Um, it also happened like if I were in the shower, if I'm washing my hair and were to close my eyes, it would feel like there was someone in my face and I would shower with the door open. It would try not to close my eyes and was not sleeping very well. And I just thought it was like this weird thing. Um, and I would get this like, I don't know how to explain this feeling, but there are certain times I'd get this like, I don't know how to explain other than like a sickening type feeling in certain parts of my house where like I knew it was something. I didn't know what it was, but it was this very specific feeling that would happen. And I would talk about it with kids at school. And whenever that would happen, then I would come home and then these feelings would be intensified almost as if I, since I had talked about it, now it was getting worse. So I would not talk about it. So this was happening quite a bit and we had just gotten a computer and had, remember when AOL used to come out on like the discs? The discs, yeah. yeah. yeah you get them in the mail. Yeah. yeah. We had a 14 4K modem and like the free AOL discs and I was in the computer room with my mom and she was in a chat room when chat rooms used to be a thing and it was a psychics chat room and it was like people could ask the psychic a question and if the psychic, if you were in the chat room long enough, the psychic would pick you and oh. he or she would give you a reading. So my mom was in this chat room, you know, 
long enough. Smoked it like a pack and a half of cigarettes in the computer room waiting for her turn. And she got chosen. And she asked this psychic, uh, who, who murdered my father? Because my mom's dad was murdered and it was like an unsolved uh, thing. So the psychic was like, um, you know, I don't normally, I don't get into these types of things. So like, can you ask me something else? Mm. <laughs> and so my mom was kind of bummed and she was like, well, you know, I don't know what to ask now. And she kind of sat there for a minute and then the psychic, and then mind you, this is like in a chat room. Everyone's able to witness this reading. Right. So this person responds like, you know, um, I'm hearing something right now. Or something along these lines. And he said, or she said, I don't know if it was a psychic, it was a man or a woman, but was like, I'm hearing the song Maybelline playing right now. And then my mom just starts starts crying and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, my dad used to play that song for me all the time. And then um, so they start asking a few more questions back and forth. And then the psychic was like, he's telling you not to worry about it. Like, you don't need to. There's no concern about who murdered him. Like, you need to let that stuff go. And then he said, uh, your cat can see me and you're soaking your son. Your son senses senses your father like he can feel his presence in the house and then i was like like oh shit maybe this these are these weird feelings i have so then i like dump all this onto my mom and i tell her and like you know it just it just became this thing where i don't know if it's true or not but i just associated these feelings i got with like okay this is my grandfather in the house like now i can be a little bit more comfortable with this um so that feeling has always stuck with me forever like i you know when i first moved to chicago when i was looking at apartments if i walked into an apartment and got that very familiar feeling feeling i'd be like eh, i'm not i don't want to live here because i know there's something here and i don't know who this person is and i don't i'm not cool i'm not cool with that like i was okay with it being my grandfather because i knew you know he wasn't going to do anything to me so that was like the f the first experience that opened up these like i'm not saying i'm a psychic or anything but right. like i i can feel these things so flash forward um many years later and back to this girl who i mentioned before um she was my girlfriend in Wyoming where I'm from and we were dating uh, I had just graduated high school she was in still in high school and I was in the basement my at my parents house sitting at my dad's bar and I'm on the phone with her and I get this sort of like familiar feeling and like the bar I'm sitting at the bar and to my right like the stairs came down and there was like a flush wall but if you came down the stairs like you would your body would poke out and I'm on the phone and I kept feeling like there's some there's something there and I was afraid to look like it was like something playing peekaboo with me like poking its head like back and forth back and forth yeah. and um so finally like i look over and it's it's i it's the only time i've ever seen like a full-on thing and it was my aunt my mom's sister and the weird part is that she was in the hospital in cincinnati dying of cancer and my mom was to fly to cincinnati the next day because she was on her deathbed she's like she has to go there and say goodbye. And I, it was my aunt and she was like this, like this weird, like pastel-y kind of bluish. And there was like this pinkish hue about her. And she looked very young and was smiling and was like, it, it seems like something that'd be really scary, but it was like, wow, she just looks very beautiful right now. And she was playing with me. I got the sense of like, there was yeah. this playful action and I just kind of sat on the phone. I didn't mention it to the girl I was speaking to. And I certainly didn't want to tell my mom because I was like, you're not going to make it like Aunt Lisa's dead. She's, you're just not going to make it. So I kind of kept it to myself. And then the next day, you know, my mom goes to fly to Cincinnati. And while she was in the air, like my aunt passed, she didn't get to make it to see her. And then I later told my mom the story like, dude, I saw Lisa in the basement that night. She was playing peekaboo with me. And yeah, that's like the 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 creepy <laughs> Big creepy story, I guess. Yeah, so that's, no, that's the big creepy no, story. Well, I have many other like, <laughs> like I've walked. I know, you know, I and I, I'm, I don't care if anyone believes me, but I, I know for certain like this happened. And there's been other times like my mom's brother. Um, 
he had committed suicide. Actually, the first year I started air guitar, right before we drove to New York City to go compete at the air guitar championships. And the night that he died, it was like, I was going to go to New York the next day. And like, I was having a conversation with my uncle and he, he was telling me like, dude, you have to go do this. You have to, I know that sounds silly because you got to go rock out, but he was telling me like, dude, you have to go do this. Like I got this overwhelming sense that he was stoked about what I was doing and that I should do it. And then when my mom went to Texas where he was living, when he had committed suicide, she brought back uh, this belt buckle, which I'm wearing right now. And like every picture that my uncle is in, he's wearing this buckle and I wear this every day. And there's been times, uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but there's been times where like, I know he's come to like check in on me. Like for example, the last time I remember was probably two years ago. I was walking my dog and it was winter time, like about this time of year. And dude, he was walking right next to me. Like I didn't see him there, but he was there with me. And I'm having a conversation with him like through my head and this emotional conversation with my uncle. Wow. So a few things if I can ask. <laughs> sure. So she's going to go back to your grandfather story. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, if I can ask, mm-hmm. uh, because you had mentioned your mom is, your mom was in the chat room yeah. and then she asked the, that big question right. uh, of the psychic in the chat room. It, can you elaborate on anything of that? Like, that seems like a, like, so her father was... Mm. Her father was murdered, yeah. Okay. So, um, and another thing that's weird, like, I've I've told my mom, I've, I can still see it in my head, like, I've seen this room in my head, and I've described it to my mom, and she's like, it sounds like my father's, like, I've described this living room, or yeah, this and, room that I've just seen in my head yeah, before. Yeah, you've never been there. Never right. been there before. Right. And, yo, so yeah, her father was murdered, um... This happened in Wyoming? No, he oh. was living in, I believe, he might have, it was either in Cincinnati or it was in ten, somewhere in Tennessee, because I know he lived in Tennessee. But it was, I was like a year old when he was, yeah. when he was murdered. But then I, yeah, I sat and talked to my mom with this after, and she, she told me the story that she said he used to sit in the house, and if someone came to the door that he didn't know, like, if, if he's in the house just hanging out, he'd be sitting in his underwear, like, watching TV or, or doing whatever. Yeah. And if someone came over that he knew, he would, he would stay just in his underwear. But if it was someone he didn't know, he would get fully dressed and then let let them in and when they found him he was just in his underwear and he had been uh beaten to death so my mom was like this has to be someone that That he was comfortable with or knew exactly yeah yeah. and she told me the day of his funeral there was a guy that gave her her dad's driver's license was like hey i've got your father's driver's license i just figured you might want this back and my mom said always stuck with her like why the hell did this guy have my dad's driver's license that's a piece of that, that's something very important that people keep on them at all times. Like, that's right? not something... You just have? Yeah, hold on to this for me. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, like, you're, you know, 21 and you're at a bar and you're like, ah, I'm, I'm going to be young forever. And you drop your credit card and your ID and so yeah. on, you know. How old was he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I really have no idea. I would say maybe in his like sixties, sixty something, late fifties, sixties. Yeah, wow. probably. I mean, yeah. If you said you were about one, and yeah, yeah I mean, probably around there. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing though is like, so when you first started having these feelings, you said there was a sensation of maybe like a nauseous feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just really interesting. Maybe it was because because of the way things happened. To, if it was your grandfather, maybe there was. Some Can s- I cut into? I got a question. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So did when you were experiencing your your grandfather being in you, this face you were talking about. Yeah, that was your grandfather. You you think that was your grandfather, right? Yeah, I'm making that. I yeah. mean, I was never told that was it, but this person told my mom that I myself and the cat are the two people in the house that can sense and feel when he's there. Did the cat ever have any reaction? Yeah, dude. There was there were times that you would see the cat laying on the couch and her she would lift her head up and you would watch her like Follow like she's watching.
watching thing. someone go yeah. down the hall. And was there any communication? Like, did, did this presence ever try to communicate anything with you? No, um, but I did get a sense that it's it. Once I like accepted it, and I felt like okay, I'm comfortable with this. I can accept this. Then it started happening a lot and it but in other places but it was the same type of feeling i don't know how to describe the feeling but it was like okay i know that this is something that is not natural or not normal and if i ever got uncomfortable with it i would literally say out loud like please leave me alone right now and those feelings would be like like 100 gone Uh and i felt like i did that so much that it kind of stopped and then i got actually it's been probably in the past couple years where i've been like man like i don't i i've blocked that stuff out a lot i wonder if i can get it back because i kind of would like to have that back now that i'm older and not as afraid of it well there's that idea too that um like big events like that right there's those huge events and that kind of echo and like leave those like um that energy and Mm -hmm. and affects things and like that like about your grandfather that's a huge echo you know and then your uncle too so it's kind of like those things where it's not peaceful right you know so do you do you kind of believe that's like that energy with you or that it kind of you know i definitely believe for sure that it's an energy it is like an energy or it's a field of something because like it physically affects me. It's not something in my head where I'm thinking, oh, I'm scared. I know it's like I physically am, can feel sick, almost like a sick feeling. Like it's a very intense not, feeling. Not, yeah. yeah. And it's not like an anxiety thing or no. like, oh, I just ate something. Terrible. There's no other, there's no other sensation or feeling I have ever had that is like that very specific one so when it happens i'm automatically like okay i know what the fuck is going on right now there's something here there's there is something happening or something here right like you described when you first moved to chicago certain apartments had that feeling yep wow yeah yeah and actually going back to the girl who i was on the phone with and like uh i remember going to her house once and there was this picture of uh her grandfather like in the stairs that went down into her basement and when i like passed that part of the house i always got this like like that the feeling um and i had told her like she's like oh no he was he was this great guy like he you know he wouldn't be like this to her and i'm like well it's a very unwelcoming feeling i'm feeling an unwelcoming sensation when i'm in this part of your house and i feel like it is because of this guy this person Mm. yeah and not just because of the picture in itself but because it's attached there's something something there yeah and maybe that's even like you're kind of like a um you have a radar Mm -hmm. for bad energy and for bad things that could happen like you're kind of that little safeguard there yeah like and as a kid maybe that's kind of that thing and like you had i like to think that you had a plucky little duo with a cat and you guys are just going around and like go Picking walking into people's houses for like two dollars mysteries yeah. yeah can you just walk into my house and see if it's bad and you're like oh nope it's all clean and then you're like throwing up a quarter and walking out with the cat by your side yeah what was the cat's name this is very kitta. important her name was kitta kitta yeah oh that's adorable and it was just I, it was my sister's cat and it was like trying to think of a name for it and she just called her kitta like kitta 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 here kitta 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 so, like her name was kitta I had a cat named Mr. Kitty. There's not a lot of creativity, but you're like, this is the most original name for any cat that's ever been a cat. That's like, that's crazy. So do you, so you say you didn't really feel, you don't feel that often now. Like you don't really have that feeling anymore. Uh, When was the last time you felt that way? Do you remember? Actually, um, I felt it a bit over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I went with the girl I'm seeing now um, out to her father's place in um, Oak Forest. Is that the name of a northern suburb? That sounds like one, yeah. Oak Park or Oak 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 Park, River Forest. It was Oak Park. And the house was like this really old house and it was a beautiful home, but 
but there was that that familiar mm. that familiar unfamiliar feeling right. i guess um and i told her i was like dude i think there's i don't know what it was and i couldn't know what if it was a piece of furniture or what but i'm like the little hairs on my neck are standing up a little bit when I'm up here in this part of your house right now. And just kind of like that was, that there wasn't any, you know, big climax to that, but it was certainly, it was that feeling was there. Uh, but I feel, like I said, I feel like, I feel like these things, um, and this is just my theory on this because I feel like I have suppressed it and intentionally like out loud said, please leave me alone that it's pushed that stuff away and blocked it. But I think anyone really has that ability and capability to be in tune with these energies because it is a, it is a f- magnetic force or it's a field that like, if you're willing to open your mind and like yourself to these things, I think anyone can do it just as easy as you can like block it out or say that's not real that's not true i think these energies and these things sense other people's openness to that and we'll be like i'm gonna leech onto this or latch onto this and it might be a scary feeling at first but i think if people could be a bit acceptive of that well that makes sense too because they say a lot of times like kids can sense things and kids are uh kids can see ghosts and it's because kids are so they don't know any better kids are dumb they're They're great they're open to it they're more open to it yeah they're more vulnerable they're open they don't know to be so closed off and yeah you know they, they they're not jaded of the world yet and so i think that's like why kids can you know have that energy but once you get older you're kind of just like oh nope this is it's all fake and it's all you know nothing mm-hmm. and but that's that's insane yeah but in and in, in the idea too it's like you're not from what i've gathered you're not like a super serious person you know like air guitar like it seems like you're pretty fun loving so there's not like a i guess or maybe it's super <laughs> serious and i don't know the other side of air guitar it's serious it's serious fun i'll say that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i take it serious enough that like i practice and choreograph air guitar routines but yeah it's a very silly thing i have a kind of a i don't know if it's scary but a similar like spirit ghosty kind of story that revolves around air guitar um i could share with you uh yeah absolutely you want to hear it yeah 100 yeah. percent. Okay. we do um so this i've been actually this last august was my i think my like 10th trip to finland in the past five years like I've, I've spent a lot of time in finland and it's a place um that i've had similar experiences with on a level that is extremely intense much like these ghosty feelings but it is like one of like holy cow this is where my spirit is from like it is a magnetic mm. strong energy like i feel my feet glued to the ground when i'm there and it i've never felt that anywhere else it's just sort of like a very heavy heavy feeling but a blanketed like this is where this is where you're from kind of thing i don't know how else to explain it and when i'm there like my mind is fully open and like i'm way open and receptive to a lot of shit and it was a couple years ago well several years ago i was in helsinki um i was a representative of the city of olu at this travel fair and i was there like you know being a, i'm not finished i don't speak finnish but i'm gonna be the representative of this town uh <laughs> sure sure yeah, yeah. Sure. So, for the job. Yeah. You're mayor. Congratulations. Exactly. Actually, I was running for mayor of Jesus. this town. Yeah. It's <laughs> another story. Um, it's the truth. Uh, but anyways, I'm in Helsinki and I meet this guy who was like doing reenactment type stuff, like caveman type things. And he was um, carving arrowheads with uh, like antler and other stones. And I mm-hmm. sat with him for a while and like I made it, I made an arrowhead with him and he was like teaching me like, you know, here's how you do this and that. And these are tool marks and blah, blah, blah. It was really cool. And I was thinking like, well, this is great. I'm never going to need any of this information again, but like, thanks. 
And then that was in the wintertime. Then later that summer, I was back in Finland uh, on an island called Haliotto, which you take a ferry out to. And then you're on this island and it's like covered in fog and the ground is like covered in uh, like this mossy stuff that reindeer eat. There's reindeer on the island. Uh, there's lingonberries and blueberries growing everywhere. You just pick them off the ground and eat them. And like hundreds of different types of mushroom. It's like this magical island forest. It's it's incredible. Uh, you see the northern lights at night. It's just mm. this mystical, really awesome place. So we get on the island and I'm, I'm convinced like I'm going to find a skull. Like I want to find a skull <laughs> or like a reindeer antler. Like I'm going to find something uh, to take back with me. And not yourself. Not myself. No, <laughs> no I'm not going to find myself. Yeah, absolutely I'm going to find a skull. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like walking around and I'm on this ledge and I'm looking down and it's kind of this steep it's not a cliff but it's like a slope going down and I see this rock like setting just setting there and I'm like dude that is that is not no normal rock and so like I kind of sketch out there and I pick up this stone and it's like maybe a foot long and the ends are rounded and I'm looking at the side and there's tool marks all along the side and I'm like dude a man made a man has carved this stone like and it's in the middle of this forest so there's a bunch of people hiking with us I'm on this ledge like you guys you got to get up here and see this and they come up and I show them and I'm explaining like, dude, it's just a rock. I'm like, no, it's not a fucking rock. This is a man has made this like this is something. And so I, we like I'm freaking out. I'm stoked. We go to leave and we're on the we're on the we get on the bus and the bus drives us back to the ferry and we're going we're on the ferry going back across the water. And I'm like, realize I had lost my sunglasses. I'm like, I don't have my glasses like this sucks. And I there was dude, this thing and I can see it is like a person in my head, like right here being like, you, you took from us, you took this from our island. This thing was like, you took this from us and we took this from you. Like it was a very almost aggressive sort of like communication between this, this thing that was like, there wasn't swearing involved, but it was very much like, fuck you, you you stole this from us and we stole this from you like fucking deal with it it was like that type of that type of vibe so i took the stone home took pictures of it measured it and then sent it to this guy who taught me how to make the arrowhead and he was like can you please bring this to the museum in olu and i'm like oh i'm actually in chicago right now and uh no i can't and there was like some stuff lost in translation a bit and he wrote me back again like no seriously can you can you please bring this museum and I'm, i had to explain to him again like i stole an artifact from your country i cannot bring it i cannot <laughs> no, bring this I back i can't return this uh, and then there was a few days that went by and then he wrote me back and told me that he had shared it with his colleagues at the museum and they're like you know we didn't think that humans were inhabiting this island at the time that this stone would have been made uh, this was an extremely valuable tool to the person who would have had it it would have been used to sharpen axes or swords and it was a craftsman's tool um, and he said but considering who you are you are of Nordic Thunder and you've done <laughs> so much for our town we've decided that you can keep this stone i'm like all right cool and a story i've never shared with anyone which i will tell you guys now i took the stone i have it at home still and i bought a lottery ticket one day and i was like i'm gonna rub the lottery ticket on this and see if i can win the lottery <laughs> and that night i'm not i'm not lying my basement flooded like i'm <laughs> I swear to God, like a, a really bad storm the happened opposite. and the water like in my basement was like up to my knees. It was gargling out of the toilet and the bathtub. It was like black, nasty sewer <laughs> water. It flooded my entire basement. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm not fucking with this stone. Yeah, you used like, it for the wrong reasons. I used it for the wrong reasons. And, it, and again, this thing was telling me like, dude, don't know. Yeah. Like, that's not what this is. This is not, this isn't a toy. This is. No, you wore your nicest tuxedo when you did that too. Yep. Wait, <laughs> those guys, totally Wait until those guys. Wait until those guys in the museum go out to the island and find your sunglasses <laughs> and think oh my god these people had sunglasses <laughs> they had ray-bans no wait seriously though did you by finding that though so did you like actually make like is that like 
anthropological history? Like, did you well, just... he did straight up tell me that, I mean, I still have the emails. He said that they re- that I made quite the discovery that they really did not believe that humans were inhabiting the island at, at this time. And yeah. they're like, nah, I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. And they're like, we're not trying to be cute about it anymore. Like, you should probably bring you that back. You should bring it back. I was back to the <laughs> island this last this last August, and I um, went back to the forest. I tried to find the spot that I found it just because I wanted to, like, be, I wanted to be in that place again. I couldn't find it. Um, but I did go to this lighthouse and there was this, uh, like a little cafe inside of it. And I went in there and there were these beautiful sweaters that were just these gorgeous sweaters that were there. And I'm like looking at them like, wow, these are amazing sweaters. And this woman comes out and she, um, she tells me the story of these sweaters that on this Island, there's a certain knitted pattern that's on the chest of the sweater. And she said that seamen would, fiancés would make these, would knit these sweaters for their, their husbands. And they were able to tell where seamen were from based on the knitting pattern on the sweater. And this knitting pattern was was uh, original to this island. And she tells me this whole story. And I'm like, well, I've got to buy this this sweater now. And so I try it on and like it fits. And I'm standing there and the and the woman says, uh, yeah, the, actually the woman who knitted this is here. It took her 300 hours to knit this sweater. So she comes out and I meet her. She doesn't speak any English. She's translating for me. And she's like, thank you so much for buying this. She really appreciates it. It was the most expensive piece of clothing I ever bought. But in back of my head, I'm like, I took from this island, like I'm going to give, I can give this back a little bit. But as I'm standing there, um, the woman who tells me the story about the sweater, she like just looks at me and she's, she's like, she just says to me, everything is going to be okay. And I was actually going through like some really deep kind of gnarly shit these past couple months. And it was there in this room, like this woman kind of, I knew she knew what I was like, what I was talking or like what I was feeling. And she just looked me in the eye and she's like, you're, she's like, you're, I can tell that you're a good man. And she said these things. She's like, don't ever lose the light. You have the light inside of you. Never lose the light. And she's holding my hands and I'm like crying. I'm bawling inside this little, little cafe. Um, then I leave. And one of my buddies was there who, um, I call my spirit guide. He's this gentleman that lives in Finland who, again, I communicate with when he's there and I'm here, like <laughs> another crazy story. But I tell him like what had happened. And he was like, that's the white witch. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, she's a witch. That's the white witch. Like she's the white witch of the island. A and good like, witch. She's a good witch. Yeah. 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 And so then we become friends on like Facebook and we're messaging back and forth. And, um, she tells me, she says, you know, when you were standing in my, in the lighthouse, she said, and you were wearing that sweater. She said, I felt like you were a husband of mine in a past life who had come home from sea and you were coming home. Like you, you have an old going in this old spirit and like, this is where I'm from and all this type of stuff. So this was a, like a witch that was telling me this stuff. Like, cool. Yeah. That's cool story. I found a bandaid on the wall that said, you're okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I was like, but what a beautiful way for someone to tell you you're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I did immediately imagine though that when you put the sweater on, you're like, "Do you have a bigger size?" Like, actually, I did, did kind of want a bigger size. After all the thieves, <laughs> woman, you just spend 300 hours on this, and you're like, "It's a little snug, it's a little tight." Can I wash oh, it? Like, well, and then wash it? Justin, thank you so much for coming out on here and telling us your stories. Those yeah, were amazing. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to you want to plug or upcoming shows or, or get back to Finland? Or, yeah, a return? Yeah, a return to somebody? No, I don't. I don't. I don't have any other stolen artifacts or anything like that. 
have so that's probably yeah. good that's probably for the you, you best you still have it right do you still have yeah, a stone of course, yeah and where is it it's in my house it's on a it's on a mantle and i don't touch it like well I'll yeah not it, after the flood no hell no i mean i'll take it outside sometimes during like this i do it during the summer take it for walks yeah i'll take it outside and i'll like set it in the sun i'm like it needs some sun like it needs some light you found it in the light yeah exactly. yeah you found it outside you got to take it back oh outside. a boy in his rock the yeah. age-old story yeah that's a meat cute that is another meat cute we've gone full circle <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening um we're gonna be trying something new here soon we would love for you to tell us your own stories so if you've got your own personal spooky unexplainable ghost story or maybe you've got a friend you can actually record those on your device or maybe you have a microphone for your computer and email those to us at monster at seamonsters.tv that's monster at seamonsters.tv did you hear that is a Sea Monsters production. If you want to follow us socially, you can find those at our website. That's seamonsters.tv. There's an S in there. There's two S's. It's seamonsters.tv. All right, that's it, guys. Don't forget to share, tell your friends, subscribe. And good luck sleeping. <laughs>